0: Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Money FM 89.3. I'm Bharati Jagdish, and I've been looking forward to this conversation all day because it's all about snacks. We're talking here about pretty interesting ones, too. Onde Onde and Bandung flavored popcorn. And I'm pretty sure some of you have tried this stuff already. We're talking here about a homegrown brand of snacks, Uncle Titi. And I'm sure many of you have tried this. Some of you haven't. Maybe you will after this conversation. Now, here's the thing. Their entrepreneurial story is quite interesting. At one point, all they had was $10 in their bank account. They were up to their ears in debt. But within four years, they are up to $1 million in revenue. What was the secret behind their success? Well, Caleb Lee joins us now. He is one of the co founders of Uncle TT. Hi, Caleb.
1: Hello, Barati. Hello, listeners of Money FM.
0: Okay, Caleb, first question What's behind yes. the name? You all couldn't make up your minds, is it, whether you were uncles or little brothers?
1: yes okay so what happened was that why we call ourselves uncle didi because uh we were the youngest brothers in our family both of us so but we have grown into uncles in our family right now
0: Ah. so we call
1: ourselves uncle didi as in it's a very catchy name that people will remember easily Right. So also, also, another reason is, you know, when we are younger, when you go to the night market, your own parents usually wouldn't allow you to buy snacks or cotton candy. But there will always be this uncle that will secretly buy this for you. <laughs> so we want to be remembered as the uncle that will buy you your favorite snacks as well.
0: Uh, buy the little brother the favorite snacks okay yes correct it all makes sense now thank you for Uh, explaining that now you've got to tell me what exactly got you into this business because i understand that wilson your co-founder he was previously in banking and he had a business venture in accommodation services and you were actually a hairdresser
1: yes that's right
0: okay so talk to me about that transition tell me that story
1: Okay, so what happened was that um, my business partner, at that time he had a business failure in previous uh, business, so he was not feeling very, uh, doing very well. But he just think of when he was younger, what brings him happiness and joy is actually the food, the snacks that you get at the night market. So he thought I was just selling this to bring share, to share joy and fun to the people around us. So just thought about, um, why don't we just go and sell popcorn? And then he just asked me, and at the time, I'm still doing a full-time job. So I think, why don't I just help out this friend? Mm. Yeah.
0: But it's kind of a risk, isn't it, going into a business like this?
1: Correct. the time, it was really a risk, but we just went into it. So we just bought second-hand equipment from the carousel, and we just ran a place, and we just started selling.
0: Did you quit Correct. your full-time
1: job? I only quit after like two years down when the business starts to be more stable right now. then uh, Right now, I'm fully in the business already.
0: Ah, okay. okay. So, uh, you were being sensible, right? So, you know, make sure you don't quit your full-time job yet until you're sure you can make this work.
1: Yes. That's one of the reasons also.
0: Mm. What mm. about for Wilson? because I understand that he also experienced some not so positive entrepreneurial Correct. experiences before this. Tell us a bit more about that those
1: I think uh, what went through is that he still wants to do something uh, to for his own life. He thinks that he can do something, bring himself up. So uh, with more careful consideration from past experiences, so can work something out of it. Yes. Even though we step into this instance we still face a lot of issues. For example, like during the first year, we mentioned we only left with ten dollars because during the first year we didn't have much clear direction of what we actually want to sell. We just want to. Sell some snacks, but we actually kind of lost direction initially. So we went into spying those home use.com machine and cotton candy machine and thinking that Christmas we can sell it off. But it didn't work out very well, and we have ended up with a lot of stocks that stuck at our warehouse. And then it followed by Chinese New Year, we also went into selling Chinese New Year snacks. But because of no experience with selling snacks, uh, we also end up not doing well. And all this money all add up together, we actually left after... When the whole event ends, we actually still own the organisers, rental as well as owning credit card staff. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Correct.
0: what do you think actually caused you not to succeed right off the bat? What was the problem?
1: Okay. Actually, the problem after we think back, right, it was because we didn't have careful planning of how we want to run our business, what we want to sell. And uh, we just rushed into selling things without careful consideration, and that time we have no idea how to do costing, how to calculate the cost of price, ingredients, price, what price to selling price, and all these things. Mm.
0: Yes, so how did you learn all of this? How did you At- learn these hard lessons?
1: Actually, we think back what went through successfully is actually what actually sell well was actually our own popcorn and cotton candy and we focus on what we can sell well so we also think carefully how we want to work it back as in what sells well we focus on what we sell well what we don't sell well we just stop selling that at the point of time mm. focus on what we are good at
0: right right yes. and you figured it out it was the popcorn right not Correct. so many different things and the cotton candy like you said so once you began to identify the problems and fix them, how did you embark on growth, really? Because one could say, OK, I just opened one shop and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> But now we're talking yes. about a million-dollar business.
1: <laughs> okay, so when we started off, we know one good thing is our taste is strong. I mean, I think the feedback from our consumer is that our taste is very suitable for the Singaporean palate. It's not too sweet, but it's nice. So, mm. for example, our salt, our salted caramel, our bestseller. you taste Sweet first, the caramel sweetness, followed by a pinch of sea salt at the end. And our price is towards the affordable range. It's starting from about four twenty for the small tub to a big tub, about $12.40. Mm. And we always have bundle prices and promotions going on. So it's affordable for the general market. And comparing to a lot of brands in the market, right, our popcorn is considered not too sweet. Mm. Because like, for example, in the market, there's a lot of popcorn that when you eat, right, the first one is very sweet. Second one, you like it. Third one, maybe you start to get a little bit, um, you don't want to stop it already. It's like what they example, call the a gelap, right?
0: That. They What they yes, call gelap, the you one. don't want to gelap <laughs> so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Correct,
1: that's right. Okay so, but here's... I think that's the strong thing about our brand. Okay, is... here's
0: the thing Caleb. How do you keep it so affordable?
1: Okay, we keep our profit a bit lesser. <laughs> so we want our things to be uh, affordable to the general market.
0: Mm, how how yes. much less profit are you taking, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little bit lesser than a lot of brand in the market. Okay, but yes. I also know that mm.
0: there's another reason for this. The reason you're able to keep it low in terms of price is that you source your ingredients locally, right?
1: Yes, we produce our popcorn in Singapore. A lot of brands in the market, they produce overseas or in nearby countries and then they import it in. For us, we produce all our popcorn in our own shop. Mm. So. That's where uh, we can control the amount of ingredients we use, the amount of stock we have.
0: But hmm. the corn itself comes from South Africa and America. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. with yes. so, supply chain issues and the costs of commodities going up because of global uncertainty yes. and the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, how yes. are you coping with all that?
1: Okay, yes, definitely, these have affected us. Uh, a little bit here and there. So we did increase a little bit by about 20 to 30 cents only per cup from the consumer. Mm. Mm. Correct.
0: Did COVID-19 affect you in any way?
1: Uh, actually, COVID-19 had helped us a lot.
0: Ah, because people <laughs> sit at home all day and eat snacks, yeah, is it?
1: Exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's uh, one of the turnouts for us that a lot of people buy online. And that's when we have time to actually do up our online website, our uh, online e-commerce website and all these listings. Oh, during
0: the lull period, you managed to do all of that that as well. Yes, yeah, correct. Here's the thing, though, Caleb, we have to acknowledge that eating snacks isn't exactly the healthiest way Mm. to live, right? And, you know, diabetes has been brought up as a national Mm. issue here in Singapore. So as a business selling sweet snacks and, Mm. you know, even the savory ones, one would say may not be very healthy. How are you making it healthier or offering healthier options?
1: Yes, we do have healthier options. For example, our original sweet corn, we use 50% less sugar. We use coconut oil. So ingredients we use is already controlled. And the amount of sugar we use is already lesser. We also have sugar-free popcorn, which is the soda butter popcorn. It totally contain no sugar at all. Mm. Yes.
0: Are they as tasty or not?
1: <laughs> <laughs> are they tasty? Yes, definitely very tasty. A lot of customers are still buying, uh, buying this.
0: Okay, Correct. but you can understand why I'm a little bit sceptical. Huh? <laughs> I'll be sure to try the the healthier options sure, for sure at some stage. Mm. Okay, so what's next in terms of business growth? At this point, are you exporting to overseas markets as well?
1: Uh, we are not expanding to overseas at this point of time. We are still focused on the local market. We want to be more of a homegrown brand, uh, neighbourhood brand. Yes, but we but, know
0: that the yeah. local market is very small. So most <laughs> businesses want to expand. Why don't you?
1: Uh, maybe not at this point, because if we want to expand overseas, we might have to understand more about the overseas market. At this point in time, we are still trying to figure out. Exactly how the Singapore market is actually like. Mm. There's still a lot of room for growth in the local market. Mm.
0: Okay, so yeah. what exactly are you still trying to figure out about the local market?
1: Okay, for example, the local market, there's still a lot of uh, different flavours that can cater to the different lifestyles of the Singaporeans or people that stay in Singapore.
0: Mm. Okay, so tell me more about the process of formulating and approving new flavours. How do you go about deciding what you'll try next?
1: Okay, so for example, this coming Christmas, we are coming out with chocolate banana popcorn. We are coming out with strawberry milkshake mm. as well as tomato ketchup which will be very interesting flavors for this season like just like we have on day on day popcorn Mm. we have our uh, uh, bandong popcorn these are all created by ourselves r&d by uh, my business partner
0: Mm. and i'm sure you have like a focus group or a group at least to taste it before you actually release it into the market
1: Yes, Uh, partly my partner has very uh particular taste but So mm. if he finds that this is good, it definitely is good. <laughs> if it's not okay. good enough, he will twist and tweak until it comes to perfection.
0: Okay, let me give you some suggestions. If you don't already sure. have, do you have Kaya-flavoured popcorn?
1: Uh, no, but someone in the market already have. Ah. We might not want to do something <laughs> like that. People will think that we are copying them.
0: Yeah, but if you make it better than them? Hopefully,
1: yes. Oh. I believe we can if we want to.
0: Uh, Savory, you could consider chicken rice flavoured popcorn?
1: Sure, sure. there is. Yeah, (laughs) we can try that. (laughs) I know.
0: Okay. Caleb, your advice to people who are looking to get into business areas where, Mm. you know, they don't have much experience.
1: True. I think very important is to have careful planning. Uh, That's very important. Also, don't just follow blindly what the trend is in the market. Uh, You have to think about whether you can... Handle the type of trend that is in the market. Whether it's suitable for you, also very important is to think about what the consumer actually wants. Sometimes we tend to think about uh, what we think they want, but they actually want something very simple.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. you see that process of market research is so important, right? How do you yes, go about so doing? How do you go about doing yours? Because earlier it sounded like you just trusted Wilson's taste buds, but I'm sure yes. there's more to it than that, right?
1: Yes, there is. Uh, of course, we sell some. We get feedback from our regular customers and they feedback to us. So we know what uh, kind of work
0: mm. okay.
1: so Market research really have to a bit trial and error here and there. Mm.
0: What's the next step in terms of evolving the business, Caleb? While you say you're not ready for internationalization, yes. how else can you grow evolve and change with the times, because a lot of business, of course, grappling with digitalization, for instance, Uh, but I'm guessing you have already... really embraced it you're online you're everywhere it's easy to get yes. uh, your snacks but beyond that how else can you evolve locally
1: okay customers you can purchase from our website directly from uncle Didi.com. you can purchase from our uh, shopping lazada as well you can come out to our shop to purchase directly uh, right now we also do uh, corporate listings to corporate customers for example if they want to have some bug orders for customers mm. Yeah, they can also let us come down and for their live events, for example, they have a dinner, company dinner, we can come down and pop some and spark some popcorn for their pre-events and like bring up some more At the same time, Next year onwards, we will have a permanent store uh, at Helium Mall, which we will not only sell popcorn, we also sell popcorn-related ingredients. It's a popcorn specialty shop. That we will sell ingredients that you can make your own popcorn at home as well. Ah, so okay. this is the thing that we are going into next year.
0: All right, sounds yes. like a plan. What mm. is your five-year goal, though? Do you have one?
1: And its five-year goal, we hope to have at least another three more outlets and a stronger branding in Singapore.
0: Thank you very much for your time today, Thank C- you Caleb. Caleb Lee from Uncle Titi. He is one of the co founders, sharing with us the secret behind their success. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.